0: This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pandorvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on Old Dan at this time. Many of you folks not even know who Old Dan is, do you? Well, that's my old favorite pony, and uh, he's getting quite old. Pastor Shelton used to ride him out when he was here, but he's, uh, he's doing okay. man sent me a $20 bill the other day and said, Get Old Dan a sack of wheat, sack of oats or a sack of corn, something, Pastor, whatever he eats. And I do. I take care of him. But I appreciate each one of you thinking about it. And while we are on that subject, how about helping us with the broadcast just a little bit? Radio stations, some of them are creeping up with the price a little bit, and uh, and and I tell them, look, we don't pay much, but we pay quickly. So I get a laugh out of them station managers sometime along that line. But we studying this. We're bringing you these studies on Holy Spirit conviction, looking at what the Holy Spirit does, showing a man his. His true condition, because man is blinded by Satan as he comes into this world, a child of Satan, and has to be awakened to the fact before you'll ever even seek to know the Lord. No man, no woman will ever come to know the Lord until the Holy Spirit, the third person of the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's work is to awaken or alarm a regular individual out here thinking he's doing okay, never having seen himself that he's depraved and wretched and miserable. But that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Then, and where we were in our last study, if the sinner's constant cry would be, Lord, show me myself, it would not be long before he would say, Lord, show me thyself. Isn't that great? These two things must happen in a sinner's life for salvation. First, He must see himself as he is and then see Christ who died for such a sinner. The Holy Spirit takes the word of God as a hammer and wounds a sinner unto death. He, He takes the word of God as a fire and burns the depths of the sinner's heart. Burns all the way to the sinner's heart. He takes the word of God as a sword and lays bare the sinner's heart according to Ephesians 6, 17. And then Jeremiah 23, 19. Listen, the Holy Spirit causes the sinner to see himself. Let me stop here a minute. I wish you'd go back, jot down these verses, these scripture references, and go back there and read them. You'll get the true meaning of what I'm trying to bring you. But listen, the Holy Spirit causes a sinner to see himself utterly naked, utterly stripped of his self-righteous rags. The sinner comes to see that all his religious profession is nothing but false hope, false assurance, false foundation, and that he's nothing to stand on. Oh, my friend, he has no, no sure foundation. And uh, listen, let's go back now. He sees that he is desperately wicked and has been deceived all of his life. According to Jeremiah, I've had men over the past, 80, 90 years old, 78 years old, call me and say, Pastor, you know I made a decision for Jesus back there when I was in my prime of life, and now I've come down to the deathbed, so to speak, and I don't know the Lord. I'm not saved. Pastor, what can I do? What can I do, Pastor? Oh, my friend, you just don't know the life of a born-again pastor. We have to be true to that individual. Turn to the Lord. That's what I do. I have no other message. Just turn to the Lord. Just turn to him, begging for mercy. Listen, he also sees that he's a contemptible, worthless, outstanding, penniless, blind, and naked, according to Revelation 3.17. Now, when this message is over, go there and read Revelation 3.17. He sees that there dwells no good thing in him and that he's no defense before God. He's utterly helpless, utterly undone, completely corrupt, deserves to go to hell, and wonders why the Lord doesn't send him there. Now, you say that's a terrible commendation on this poor old sinner, but my friend, that's where he is. That's where I was. That's where every sinner outside of Christ is. He has nothing to commend him unto God. You know, the only thing that commends you and me to God is our sins. Because he takes them, washes them in the blood, washes that sinner in the blood. And, uh, oh, my friend, as the Holy Spirit continues to deal with that sinner, he sees this great distance from God. And he despairs that God will ever save him. Oh, my friend, you wonder, how can I go on? Where, where am I going to wind up? Hell breathing down my throat. But listen. Once he thought Christ was precious and so near to him, now he sees himself a hell-deserving sinner and would not blame God if he were cast him into that lake of fire. Now that's true, my friend. I've talked to many, many souls. He sees and acknowledges that the wages of sin is death, according to Romans 6, and then stops justifying himself before God and before man. He cries out against rebellion. He takes all the blame. That's, folks ask me, what do, what do you mean by rebellion, Trailblazer? Taking the blame if you see yourself in rebellion. Oh, I've had folks under the sound of this ministry, the Lord get a cold to them, shows them themselves, and they won't have it. They just, they just won't have it, so they, they get mad, and get mad with the pastor, get mad with somebody. But Lord, have mercy upon him. Oh, my friend, listen. Now, he cries out against rebellion. He takes the blame for all of that and says amen to his own condemnation. Amen to his own condemnation. And uh, any individual who continually justifies himself before God or man has never been fully awakened, awakened to his ruined, utterly undone spiritual condition before God. My friend, there's no arguing with God. When the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, and that's the work of the Holy Spirit, showing you yourself, showing you the mercy of God in the finality and explaining to you, bringing it to you, making it plain to you that Christ died for sinners if you'd come to Him. He says, come now, let us reason together. Have you ever reasoned with the Lord? I can remember going on my back porch in the late of the evening, reasoning with the Lord, Lord, you know I'm not fit to be saved. But you said, you said, do you ever pray like that? Lord, you said, Lord, you said, and, and, and you can plead that back to the Lord. Oh, let's go on, let's go on now. Under Holy Spirit conviction, the sinner's delusive, the sinner's delusive rest, his false peace and vain security, are all swept away, all swept away like the brush, like the like, just like rubbish, and he's left without hope, without strength, and his feet sliding into hell. Now that's a terrible statement, my friend. Did you know you, if you're not saved, you only three heartbeats away from hell? I know. I attend lots of funerals. The average person today that you know and I know, thanks everybody that dies, especially old grandma and old grandpa. And there, you know, there was a good old soul It went on to be with the Lord. St. Peter met him at the gate. No, my friend. No, if they never come to know the Lord, they just got old and will go to hell in their old age. Now, my friend, that's sad. That's sad. Don't do that, my friend. Don't wait till your old hairy hairy head is snow white and your back and shoulders are humped over and you barely can put one foot in front of the other and then think you can just run to the Lord? No, no. If the Lord has shown you that you're not saved, then ask the Lord to, to show you everything about yourself that you might cry out against it. Show me myself, Lord, as we spoke in our last study. Show me myself, Lord, when that comes to pass, pretty soon, you'll be saying, Lord, show me, show me thyself. Show me that Christ died for me. Did you know that's our that's our only hope, that Christ died for me? We sing that song here in our choir, Washed in the Blood. Oh, my friend, washed in the blood. And then Dr. Roloff, many of you probably never heard of Dr. Roloff. He was a great old man of God over there in Texas. He had a radio broadcast, and I listened to him back when I was young. But he liked to sing. He's some some of his people play, played the organ a little bit. But he had a song that I always remembered. The blood goes deeper than the stain. Can you picture that, my friend? The blood goes deeper than the stain of sin. Sin can't sin can't hold up against blood. Blood'll wash away every time. You remember when Moses told the people. <coughs> bring up the fatted calf and sheep and whatever kill it set it aside for so many days but on this particular night the father of that home the head of that home took a sagebrush we call it broom sage here broom sage dipped it in that blood sprinkled it on the doorpost and on the top of the door you know why he did that when I was a child I heard it I didn't have a clue what he's talking about that blood was on that doorpost and on the lintel of the door the night that the death angel came through that town or that war or that city and when he saw the blood Christ stood over the door to take that blow that was designed every firstborn of every family that didn't have the blood on the door was killed that night. Every goat, every calf, every donkey, every giraffe, whatever they had. After all those ten plagues, I wish you'd go there and read them, my friend. But we're going to keep on going on. Let's get back to our study here. Under the Holy Spirit conviction, all of those things pass away. Now, he feels hell from beneath moving to meet him at his coming. The joy he once held, the joy he once knew vanishes with the cloud, vanishes. And the pleasures he once knew, the pleasures he once delighted in are now gone forever. The shedding of, the, the, the shadows of happiness flee away and sink into oblivion. He was stripped, he is stripped down of all and begins to wander to and fro, seeking rest finding none. He sees everything under judgment and wonders if God, wonders if God will ever save him. Oh, my friend, many a sleepless night under Holy Spirit conviction. But praise the Lord. If the Lord is dealing with your heart at least any any, any amount, don't flee from him. Flee to him, my friend. Come there on a regular basis. Don't be slack. Oh, the, the Pray, pray, pray on. We got a song called Pray On, Sinner. But that's what we do. We pray for those that are lost. We pray for our families. We pray for our grandchildren, our children. And we pray for lost souls that we know, that we don't know. We got a lot of sick folks in the ministry. We pray for them. But the Lord ordained prayer that he, he says he hears and answers our prayer. Oh, my friend, don't you know that the Lord loves sinners? He does and he knows your heart like he knows mine, and he calls on you to turn to the Lord. He says, repent or perish. We have a, a slay at saying here, turn or burn. Pastor Shelton used to tell us that all the time. Turn or burn, Pendarvis. Oh, but Lord, the Lord gave me grace to turn to the Lord one, one day or one night, one time, whatever. But this is the old trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis. Remember, I'm address. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my phone number, area code 225-664-8658. Call me anytime. I'm always around the office here in Walker and 9559 Florida. And come be with us on our regular service. Look up our website, radiomission.org. We just reworked it and got some new material there. And uh, they tell you what time the services are here and in Hattiesburg and Mobile and D- Dallas, Texas. And, uh, until we meet them in, may the, again, may the Lord's richest blessings rest upon you. Goodbye. Radio Missions now offers flash drives containing broadcasts and messages delivered by founding Pastor L.R. Sheldon Sr., Pastor Albert Pendarvis, and Brother Freddie Murdoch, plus music by the Radio Missions Choir. For more information, call 225-664-8658. That's 225-664-8658.